Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Excited to have as my Song of the Soul guest today, Bob Frankie. I first approached Bob about sharing his Song of the Soul about a year ago, but with one thing and another, the ball got dropped until just recently. Two of his songs are sung throughout Quaker circles, and at least one made it to the Friends Hymnal that came out in 1996. Bob is Episcopalian, writes deep and inspirational music, and I'm delighted to learn, is a repairer of candy wrapping machines. Bob, thanks for joining me this morning for Song of the Soul. My pleasure, Mark. How long have you been a musician? Where did you start out? I started playing guitar when I was 14, and I moved to banjo, uh, being a great fan of Pete Seeger, when I was 15, many, many years ago. We're talking somewhere around 45 years or so at this point. If you talk about starting out with banjo and stuff, I'm assuming it wasn't primarily hymns or religious songs you were doing at that age. Was it folk music genre in general? Yes, indeed. Folk music was and still is for me. It's my touchstone. It's the roots of how I judge what good songs are. Uh, Folk songs basically get edited for generations. Songwriting is 90% editing. If you go to an open mic or something like that, the song that usually will stick out in your mind is the folk song that somebody loves and sings after how many hundreds of years. You also have a very strong spirituality, religious 
component that's part of your music. At least it strikes me that way, and, and sometimes it's explicit, sometimes it's less explicit. When did this start coming into your music? By the time I went to college at the University of Michigan, the folk mass was beginning to make its way into Roman Catholic liturgy, and I started playing guitar for that. After not too long, I started writing songs as, as sort of self-defense against the kinds of songs they had me sing there. Uh, and simultaneously, across the alley from the uh, Roman Catholic chaplaincy there was an Episcopal chaplaincy that was also a world-class coffee house. It was a place, as many Episcopal chaplaincies are called, it was called the Canterbury House. This one in Ann Arbor in the late 60s was quite a remarkable place. We would celebrate Eucharist on Sundays in the same space that we had invited to, say, Joni Mitchell or Doc Watson or the Queskin Jug Band or uh, an old blues singer like, for instance, uh, Jesse Fuller. We were celebrating Eucharist in the same space they had performed for two nights previous to that weekend. This particular ministry was founded on the idea of the identity of the sacred and the secular, the idea that, yes, indeed, all of our lives is sacred, and we sort of delineate times and places as sacred, because perhaps that's the only way we can try to apprehend the sacred, but that's our problem and not the problem of reality. It was a very formative ministry in my life, for musical reasons, for sure, and also for a theological reason. It, it was the core of what I now see as my adult faith and spirituality. Is that different than your childhood faith? You said you were playing guitar, evidently, for Catholic Guitar Mass, mm -hmm. uh, and you needed a defense against that. So were you Catholic, were you not Catholic, were you something else? Oh, I was born and baptized and raised Roman Catholic. And it was not until I turned 21 that I went to the Episcopal branch of the church, as we call it. But that comment, you needed defense against those songs. I mean, I remember I was raised Catholic also. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure which songs we needed to have defense against. What were you thinking of when you made that comment? My paradigm for the music of that era is, let's see, you know, a lot of this stuff was written by monks who were just thrilled to be able to sing simple songs that connected with the rest of their musical lives. But for instance, there was one song that had the lyrics, whenever I see a woolly lamb jumping in a field, it reminds me of him. Well, I grew up in a city myself. Uh, I'd never seen a woolly lamb jumping in the field, and if I had, it probably wouldn't have reminded me of him. There was this kind of disconnect that was going on, for me at any rate, it stuck out like a sore thumb. For me, at any rate, it was one of the, probably, I mean, not, not the music per se, but the forces that shaped the music in that particular direction was probably one of the main sort of forces that led me to search for other ways of expressing my spirituality, and if you will, other ways of being Catholic, as we do claim in the Episcopal Church. Well, let's jump into your music and get an idea of how all that spirituality speaks to and from you. The first song that you picked out is one that's well known to me, Alleluia, The Great Storm Is Over. 
That's uh, one of a couple of your songs, which is in the Quaker hymnal for the Friends General Conference. Tell me about the genesis of this song and what it means to you. I wrote that song shortly after the birth of my daughter in 1980. And my daughter was born with hip dysplasia. The uh, little sockets of her hips had not quite formed around the balls of her hips. So she, she had to spend the first two years of her life in a succession of braces and pillows that kept her legs at 180 degrees so that those sockets would be encouraged to uh, fully grow. And in fact, they did. When I wrote that song, I was seated at a Four Grove Model 26 candy wrapping machine. So that's why that song has that particular rhythm. I was full of love and concern and tenderness for my little daughter. All of that comes into the song, and I actually shut off the machine and wrote down the lyrics in about 15 minutes and then spent the next two or three days at home working out a guitar arrangement for it that was a sort of homage to Joseph Spence, who is one of my guitar heroes, the late Bahamian guitarist Joseph Spence. And Son of a Gun, that song went out and got legs and was performed and recorded by uh, friends who then sang it to friends, and Garnet Rogers recorded it, and uh, John McCutcheon recorded it. A number of people sort of set it out uh, into the culture in underground ways, and at this point it's been all around the English-speaking world, and I couldn't be more delighted. Well, this song is a great gift to all of us, out of your Catholicism, your Episcopalianism, however if that's properly said. The song is Alleluia, The Great Storm Is Over. It's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Bob Frankie. Alleluia, the great storm is over. Lift up your wings and fly. The thunder and lightning gave voice to the night. The little lame child cried aloud in her fright. Harsh little baby, a story I'll tell of a love that has vanquished the powers of hell. Alleluia, the great storm is over. Lift up your wings and fly. Alleluia. The great storm is over, lift up your wings and fly. Sweetness in the air and justice on the wind. Laughter in the house where the mourners had been. The deaf shall have music, the blind have new eyes. The standards of death taken down by surprise. Hallelujah, the great storm is over. Lift up your wings and fly. Hallelujah, the great storm is over. Lift up your wings and fly. Release for the captives and end to the wars. New streams in the desert, new hope for the poor. The little lame children will dance as they sing and play with the bears and the lions in spring. Hallelujah, the great storm is over. 
Lift up your wings and fly. Alleluia, the great storm is over. Lift up your wings and fly. Hush, little baby, let go of your fear. The Lord loves his own, and your mother is here. The child fell asleep as the lantern did burn. The mother sang on till her bridegroom's return. Alleluia, the great storm is over. Lift up your wings and fly. Alleluia, the great storm is over. Lift up your wings and fly. That was Alleluia, the great storm is over by my guest, Bob Frankie just released on a recording of his called Another Evening in Chicago. Uh, Bob, why is it called Another Evening? Well, it's not called. It's called The Other Evening in Chicago. But it's called The Other Evening in Chicago because years ago I put out an LP and cassette called One Evening in Chicago. That, as well as this, was recorded by the wonderful Rich Warren, who's the host and I believe the producer of the Midnight Special a wonderful radio show that's been going on for at least 50 years out of WFMT in Chicago. For the original recording, One Evening in Chicago, Rich showed up at a gig I had at a very famous folk bar in Chicago. He was just there with this little analog Nagra recorder, caught a set that I did. So when I had the opportunity again of working with Rich for his folk stage program, I asked about the digital recording he had made at that point, and he was happy to sell me the master and sort of took that whole show and edited it down to 72 minutes on a single CD, which I was very proud of. Basically put out a, a live retrospective CD with some new songs on it as well to try and please everybody, and in fact it's maybe my best-selling CD at this point. If they want to get that, do they just go to bobfrankie.com? BobFrankie.com will have a link to it. Also, Waterbug.com. It's on the Waterbug label. Andrew Calhoun's wonderful uh, cooperative uh, singer-songwriter label out of Chicago, indeed. Let's go on to song number two for your collection, A Small Still Voice. This sounds totally Quakerly to me. What's its origins for you? Its origin is probably reflection on the death of Martin Luther King, Jr. A number of years after Dr. King's death, I happened to be in Dayton, Ohio on Easter. I listened to Dr. King's last speech on NPR radio and was so moved by it that it inspired me to write the song. You're speaking about really powerful, important themes. Where have you found receptivity for your message? Well, you know, in a lot of and a lot of human hearts at various small venue concerts I have given over the years, basically. That's been my modality, pretty much. I'm a mostly a coffeehouse performer. I've done the performances in art centers across the country as well. Churches as well. I love it when I'm asked by churches to come and play and preach. I'm not ordained in any faith, but I love to sort of be a lay preacher out of as it turns out, out of the Episcopal lectionary. I'll just see what's coming up that week and meditate on it and 
either pull out a song or write a song or find a song or tradition that seems to speak of that and, and talk a little bit about it, too. Where does the phrase still small voice come from? Is this Martin Luther King Jr. associated, or do you associate it elsewhere in your religious background? Oh, let's see. Was it Ezekiel or Isaiah? I can never remember. Uh, it's somewhere there, one of those prophets in the Old Testament there. And a still small voice is something we deeply need to listen to in this culture. Bob Franke wrote a song about it, which he's sharing as part of his Song of the Soul today. It's called A Still Small Voice. In a still small voice in the middle of the night Brother Martin heard the simple truth And he followed its pleading Though it led to a crossroads party In the days of my youth From the heart of my city came a single scream And I heard it through all the white noise And the papers told me that they'd killed the dream But they never killed the still small voice Oh, the lies come at you in a million ways Some you hear and some you tell yourself And they say that virtue is a pile of gold And that weapons are a nation's wealth But when kings stand naked in their ugly schemes Will the poor of this world rejoice? Will they sell their children down a bloody stream? Will they listen to a still, small voice? Oh, the one-eyed bandit in your living room Will convince you that you have no time It will swear to take you on your one free ride While it's looking for your last dime But the light of heaven is a simple gift And you can see it when you make that choice It will shine like riches in your inmost heart And it will speak in a still small voice Oh, the sky will open when the trumpet sounds And the thunder will shake these walls And these stones so silent as they ring us round they will shatter when they hear that call And these chains will clatter when they hit the ground And the people make a joyful noise but 
When my lover comes to call me home, it will be in a still small voice. is a gift today from Bob Frankie, who's my guest for Song of the Soul. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production, and I'm your host, Mark Helpsmead. Bob, you mentioned that sometimes you play in churches, get offered to do sermons. Have you done this for a number of different denominations, or is it mainly Episcopal churches that invite you, or uh, how does that go? Well, let's see. There's sort of the distribution tends toward Episcopal and Unitarian churches as well. In fact, I did see you here perform in Eau Claire at the Unitarian Fellowship here. They have a concert series that they put out, and that's the only time I've actually seen you live. Well, I say God bless Unitarians. They've pretty much kept me alive for uh, off and on for the last 40, 45 years or so. Wonderful people, and it's not that they invented the coffee house, but they've certainly kept it alive over many, many years, and I am certainly in their debt for that. So, uh, yeah, my, you know, my performing career is, is still happening and still lively. Does this involve a lot of touring for you? It has at various times in the past. These days, my touring schedule is sort of cut back to weekends. I'll do a lot more flying than I used to. These days, I'm working 9 to 5. Lucky for me, it's a very understanding company that understands I'm a musician, so if I can... I need to take off a Friday or a Monday to get to and from wherever I'm playing. They're very understanding about that. Dare I ask what your day job is? Oh, sure. Basically, I keep old candy wrapping machines in tune, and I maintain them. Wow, that seems slightly different than the music that you perform, but (laughs) I guess you're both ways of adding sweetness to the world. Well, uh, you could look at it that way. Let's go on to your next song for your Song of the Soul. You chose For Real, and this is a a beautiful, deep song. It sings to me on multiple levels. Where did it come from in your life? The song came to me in a few days at around the time I was turning 30. For me, in a very strange sense, it was a coming-of-age song. Like many in my generation, I had an extended adolescence in spite of getting married at age 21. A few things clicked into place around the time I turned 30, and that song sort of documents what was happening in in my uh, inner life at that time. There's a line that's part of your chorus that speaks to me of actually the deepest spiritual experience I had. I ended up having a vision face-to-face with God And the line, there's a hole in the middle of the prettiest life, is a line that is the essence of what uh, I learned about in that face-to-face. What does it mean in your life, and what is that hole that we're talking about? Well, that's a tough question. I think it has to do with acknowledging the power that our mortality has over us. I think it has to do with acknowledging, as should happen to every parent, that we are not the center of the universe. Of course, (laughs) when you're a parent of a young child, 
the cello is adamant that the child is the center of the universe. And for those of us who are lucky enough to understand that, parenting is a great way of growing up if you don't kick and scream too much, which in a sense I did. Luckily for me, at any rate, that hole in the middle of the prettiest life is where God has broken in. That's what God said to me. Another thing that you mention in the song, you say, some say God is a lover, some say it's an endless void, some say both, some say she's angry, some just say just annoyed. Uh, You use the she in there. I have a feeling that some people mistakenly think that Anglicans, Episcopalians, are simply Catholics living over in England or something. Uh, (laughs) There's some theological difference here. Is that she something that's acceptable in Episcopal circles? Yes, indeed. That she is an acknowledgement of how we Christians have used he to basically form a distorted lens with which we view God. Uh, He is a theological metaphor, and she is another theological metaphor. Each is inadequate in itself, so why not use every metaphor that you can to try and approach God? I think our listeners are hungry now to hear the song. It's called For Real, and it's by Bob Frankie. Death took the husband of a neighbor of mine On a highway with a drunk at the wheel She told me, keep your clean hands off the laundry he left And don't tell me you know how I feel She had a tape that he'd sent her from a holiday inn And she never played it much in the day But when I heard him say he loved her through the window at night I just stayed the hell away There's a hole in the middle of the prettiest life So the lawyers and the prophets say Not your father, nor your mother, nor your lover's gonna ever make it go away And there's too much darkness in an endless night To be afraid of the way we feel Let's be kind to each other Not forever, but for real My father never put his parachute on In the Pacific back in World War II He said he'd rather go down in familiar flames Than get lost in that endless blue And some of that blue got into my eyes And we never stopped fighting that war Until I first understood about endlessness And I loved him like never before There's a hole in the middle of the prettiest life So the lawyers and the prophets say Not your father nor your mother Nor your lovers gonna ever make it go away And there's too much darkness in an endless night To be afraid of the way we feel Let's be kind to each other 
Not forever, but for you It's lucky that my daughter got her mother's nose And just a little of her father's eyes And we've got just enough love That when the longing takes me Well, it takes me by surprise And I remember that longing from my highway days Though I never could give it a name It's lucky I discovered in the nick of time That the woman and the child are to blame For the hole in the middle of a pretty good life I only face it cause it's here to stay Not my father, nor my mother, nor my daughter, nor my lover Nor the highway made it go away And there's too much darkness in an endless night To be ashamed of the way I feel I'll be kind to my loved ones Not forever, but for real Some say that God is a lover Some say it's an endless void Some say both and some say she's angry And some say just annoyed But if God felt a hammer in the palm of his hand Then God knows the way we feel And love lasts forever Forever and for real Love lasts forever That was For Real by Bob Frankie. Let's skip right ahead to the next song you've chosen, which is about hard love. It sounds like a lot of lessons of the heart go all the way down to the spirit are part of what drives some of your music making. Where did hard love come from in your life? Hard love came from a time in my life when I was, uh, well, I was determined. I was really determined when my daughter was on her way that I was going to be a good father. Problem was, I didn't have a real model for how to be a good father. So I imagined that it had something to do with not being the kind of person I was. But what happened at that point was, basically, I fell in love with a colleague. You know, totally impossible situation. Just totally impossible situation. But it was a situation that I learned from. And out of it, I got this artifact, and basically the song is about as about what I what I learned from that situation. Oddly enough, what I learned from it turns out to be applicable to a lot of people. Uh, that song became a plot device in a young adult novel called Hard Love about a, a young man who uh, falls in love with a friend of his who's a lesbian. It turns out that the song basically has things to say about one more than one situation. I remember growing up like it was only yesterday Mom and Daddy tried their best to guide me on my way But the hard times and the liquor 
drove the easy love away And the only love I knew about was hard love It was hard love Every hour of the day When Christmas to my birthday was a million years away And the fear that came between them Drove the tears into my play There was love in daddy's house But it was hard love And I recall the gentle courtesy You gave me as I tried To dissemble in politeness All the love I felt inside And for every song of laughter Was another song that cried This ain't no easy weekend This is hard love It was hard love Every step of the way Hard to be so close to you So hard to turn away And when all the stars and sentimental songs dissolved today There was nothing left to sing about but hard love So I loved you for your courage and your gentle sense of shame And I loved you for your laughter And your language and your name And I knew it was impossible But I loved you just the same Though the only love I gave to you Was hard love It was hard love It was hard on you, I know When the only love I gave to you Was love I couldn't show You forgave the heart that loved you As your lover turned to go Leaving nothing but the memory of hard love I'm standing in this phone booth with a dollar and a dime Wondering what to say to you to ease your troubled mind For the Lord's cross might redeem us, but our own just waste our time And to tell the two apart is always hard love So I'll tell you that I love you Even though I'm far away And I'll tell you how you change me As I live from day to day How you help me to accept myself And I won't forget to say Love is never wasted Even when it's hard love Yes, it's hard love But it's love all the same Not the stuff of fantasy, but more than just a game And the only kind of miracle that's worthy of the name 
For the love that heals our lives is mostly hard love Hard Love by Bob Frankie. Bob, I too am in the second marriage and consider this one to be the one that God gave me. When did that transition happen for you from first marriage toward second? Somewhere in the late 90s, basically my first marriage fell apart. You know, it was uh, the most devastating period that I've undergone at this point. Needed help to get through it had a good therapist that got me through it week to week. The fact that my that I knew that my daughter was going to need me was one of the few things that kept me stuck to this earth, basically. But I got through it, learned from it, and uh, anytime there's a divorce, you experience it as a death, but you hope that there will be two births coming out of that death. And I think that's how it's worked out. Was the next song that you chose, was that related to it? I mean, there is the one line in there that makes me think that it was very specifically about that marriage and moving to the upper room. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. When you say, when a marriage fails, it's time to gather up the nails and move to an upper room, say what that was in your life, if you would. It was just basically talking about that period of suffering and that death as leaving its own little artifact. If you pay attention, you can take those elements of your life that were destructive and repurpose them, if you will, and put them to a more constructive use. That's For me, that's what gathering up the nails would be. You know, moving to an upper room, uh, I guess, would mean uh, just allowing that between time. A lot of the language in the song, to me, it sounds like we all participated in the killing of Christ, uh, you know, the responsibility. I, I took this. It was this song also about you taking on responsibility for what happened to you and for the death of the marriage? Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, it was acknowledging my stance, if you will, that, that any relationship uh, has uh, two people who are responsible for it. You have this song included on a CD called The Desert Questions. What are the desert questions? Essentially, that album is my divorce album. Now, as it turns out, I think it's a rather diverse divorce album, if you will, in the sense that as devastating a period as that was, in the sense of uh, being an emotional desert for me, in a sense of spiritual desert for me, you'll notice that many of our major religions are desert religions. I mean, Christianity and Judaism and Islam all came out of the desert. And in fact, for me, that period of time as a desert uh, opened up some possibilities and opened up the possibility of God coming back to me, if you will, in in some new and some important ways that I was closed off to previously. Maybe we should all center down, go out to the desert, and listen to the song Upper Room by Bob Frankie. I hate to be the bearer of one more cross planted in the Calvary of your heart On your face I see the shadow of one shared loss hanging there 
Until the healing starts Take it down Wash the body Wrap it in the clothing of the tomb When a marriage fails It's time to gather up the nails Find a few friends And move to an upper room Find a few friends And move to an upper room You swung the hammer And I pierced the side At cockcrow we both cried It wasn't me You washed your hands I betrayed you with a kiss But both of us were hanging from that tree Take it down Wash the body Wrap it in the clothing of the tomb When a marriage fails It's time to gather up the nails Find a few friends And move to an upper room Find a few friends And move to an upper room Lay it in its resting place and pray Turn and face the night and walk away Remember the kindness Remember the love And the child who is the world to me and you But before we can hope For a flame, a wind, a dark There are still a few small tasks That we must do Take it down Wash the body Wrap it in the clothing of the tomb When a marriage fails It's time to gather up the nails Find a few friends And move to an upper room Find a few friends And move to an upper room Upper Room by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Bob Frankie. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, your host for this Northern Spirit Radio production. And we're going through the music that is spiritual touchstones, I think, for Bob's life. I don't overstate that, do I, Bob? Well, I don't think you are overstating it, really. My musical life and my devotional life, my prayer life, are really intertwined. And I'm happy to say that I know that I'm not alone in that. I've had friends in the choir, if you will, who have said the same thing. Singing is how they pray, basically. 
you made the comment earlier that the Unitarian woman who called in had believed you must have been a Unitarian. I think one of the elements to your music that maybe resonates strongly with Unitarians is your concern for social justice, your concern for a truth that I guess sometimes doesn't get as much play in churches as we'd wish. Is this just bedrock for your experience of the Episcopal faith you've come to adulthood in? Sure it is. You know, and I believe uh, as well that it's uh, that it's bedrock Christianity. I mean, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for, for justice, you know, and blessed are the poor. Some of that comes out in the next song that you've selected called Holy Ground. First of all, when did this one originate in your life? My guess is that it would have been in the uh, late 80s sometime, but I'm just sort of judging from the period it emerged onto CD, which was somewhere in the uh, very early 90s. I can't tell you much about the origins of that song, except that it kind of came out all at once and that it was consistent with my understanding of what religion is good for, if you will, what Christianity is good for, and what the Bible isn't good for. I don't think that the Bible is an instruction book. I don't think it's a, a user's manual for your life, per se. I think it's a library of ancient writings that basically, it's a record of human dialogue with God. And as such, it is sacred, because human dialogue with God is sacred. It's a touchstone for me, at any rate. It's a touchstone for any human dialogue with God. It's something something to work back with. It's something to uh, compare your own dialogue with God to. If we didn't have those writings, people in their confusion would, uh, you'd have a lot more Jonestowns, for instance. It's very important to see how your dialogue with God compares to and integrates with an entire history of human dialogue with God. And that's what the scriptures are. Well, I think what you're talking about in this song is the pervasiveness of Holy Ground, its availability to all of us. It is Holy Ground. We'll talk more about it after we listen to Bob Frankie sing it for us. Holy Ground. On Holy Ground, you better not play no tourist. Take off your tennis lest you get sucked down. Better be pure, you but you better not be no purist. It's much too muddy over on holy ground. Holy ground ain't where your guidebook told you. Or the map they sold you back in Tinseltown. Don't worry, be terrified, let the light unfold. Every step is bold and true where the lost are found. Every step is bold and true where the lost are found. On holy ground, you better watch your diction. Don't swear by black or white or north or south 
Any truth that fits your pocket just reads like fiction. When the truth gets hold of you, better shut your mouth. Can't reach the mountain top by social climbing. No way to hear that voice with those so-called friends around. But the strongest bond and simple as simple Simon. Strangers holding hands upon holy ground. Two strangers holding hands upon holy ground. The works that take you there have just one meaning. Thrown into a burning bush with a crackling sound. What you learn in silence, what you win through screaming. What you have is nothing there till you lay it down. On holy ground, the homeless have gone before you. And all those saints, it took a miracle to make. Whatever the Bible says, it wasn't meant to bore you. Blessed are the ones who suffer for justice' sake. Blessed are the ones who suffer for justice' sake. The poor will be exalted, and the rich man's emptiness be sent away. And flesh so full of God will not be faulted, and relentless shepherds sent for every stray. And flesh so full of God will not be faulted. Hearts below will sing with hearts above, and life so precious will not be assaulted. Relentless lovers singing endless love. Relentless lovers singing endless love. Holy ground, you better not play no tourist. That was Holy Ground by Bob Frankie. Bob, there's a line in there that Quakers 
have a specific take on what were you thinking when you said on holy ground you better watch your diction don't swear by black or white or north or south what were you referring to in that line or in that verse the line that follows that is uh, any truth that fits your pocket just reads like fiction I guess I was saying don't make too many claims for your version of reality or your tradition or whatever because reality and uh, your religious tradition all of it's bigger than you are (laughs) that makes perfect sense to me let's go on to the last song that you've selected Day of the Dead when you picked out this song was the name first in Spanish not per se Basically, this is a song about processing grief. And El Día de los Huertos, the uh, Mexican Feast of the Dead, is very different. The way of uh, processing grief that uh, is available to uh, those folks is very different from things that seem to be open to us northerners. But different people process grief in very different ways. At the time, basically, this was a sort of a gift of peace for me after a long period of mourning for a colleague of mine who had been killed in an awful fashion. There was this little part of me prior to that, this little voice that kept saying, well, anybody that beautiful and cool can't die. And, of course, now I understand that, of course, that was wrong. So it was a long grief process for me, and the song was a gift to me, and hopefully it'll be a gift to other people as well in that process of grief. It's a bottle of rakia, an eastern aperitif. I take a hit and spill a bit upon a fallen leaf. I am speaking to your spirit The part that lives with me A one-way conversation That the others cannot see Surrounded by this picnic I am dining with the dead With a drink to lost companions Before I go to bed On el dia de los muertes The whole family comes along To a party in the graveyard Full of candles, food and song And skeletons in costume And sugar skulls of death While half the family revels In the luxury of breath And not an aunt or uncle Is afraid to say the names Of the loved ones sleeping there For whom they kindle little flames 
But on this side of the border We mostly sit and think And those of us who can Will sometimes shed a tear or drink The candles come at yard site Or in chapel, church or such And though we miss the ones we love We never talk too much And so I talk to you While Warren Zevon sings a song And love I never picnic Without bringing you along As you said, Bob, that talks about grief with respect to death. Have your ideas about what death is, what it involves, have those changed, or or what are your ideas? I think I have to take the position that I'm not an expert because it hasn't happened to me yet. And again, there are so many possibilities, so many opinions within various uh, Christian traditions that I share in uh, what we talk of in the Episcopal Church as the sure and certain hope of resurrection. You know, I share in that in, in a deep way, but in a way that I don't, I certainly don't fully understand. In some ways, the sure and certain hope sounds like a bit of an oxymoron to me, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. Well, one of the things I'm very okay with is the fact that Joan I was able to <laughs> get us to connect so we could do this Song of the Soul interview. I just appreciate that you're willing to share your music with the world and specifically with us today through your Song of the Soul. Well, it's my joy, and thank you so much for the opportunity. And again, thanks for being persistent, and thanks to Joan for making sure that it happened. That was Bob Frankie, my guest for today's Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul